<laughs> yeah, it, it, it's you, not. You cannot lose to the Bills at home 28-14. No, you can't. You just can't do it. You can't. And, so and, my and question, by the way, it wasn't because of Saquon Barkley because he had a great game. Well, it's never about Saquon Barkley. So let me ask you, uh, who's on your fantasy team and how are they playing this week? Come on, Jeff. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Is that your whole fantasy team right there? But but, but my whole uh, week now, I hate the fact that I'm actually looking at this stuff. Like I it, love like it the, is such a time suck. I love the fact that you are now sucked into this. No, this is this is horrible. All of a sudden, I'm I'm driving up here and I'm going, oh no, I need to check my fantasy scores. I don't need to check my fantasy scores. And now it's all dependent on the Eagles game because I have Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz. Well, there's an so interception. So now I can't go to bed early. There's an interception going on in the New Orleans game or yeah. a return right now. Something just happened. We well, see, look. that's fine with me because Michael Thomas doesn't play defense. So that, all you care about basically now is whether or not your fantasy team succeeds. Is that where we are? My Sundays were so much better without fantasy. I, I wonder how many other people here in the room are checking their fantasy sports while they're here. Oh, it depends on whether you can get a signal. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether they'll be able to get a signal or what they'll be able to see here. All right, so... Hey, how about the Lions beating the Chargers? That surprised me. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to see that at all. Philip Rivers did not have a good day. Do you know how I know that? Because he's on your fantasy team. He is on my fantasy team. That's how I know that. And, uh, by, and by the way, what was up with Bill Belichick running up the score. Does that surprise you? 43 to nothing? Uh, my only problem was he didn't throw more to Antonio Brown because if he's going to have to sit out the rest of the season at some yeah. point because they put him on the exempt list, I'd like him to get some points now. But what do you think is going to oh, happen with that? Why? Why? Do you have Antonio Brown? Unfortunately. See, the, now the allegations weren't out there when I, I drafted just, I, him in I fairness. Just, look, I, I put the fantasy league, I was asked I know. to put it together. I put it down. I wanted to have a morals clause in it. I know, but uh, I drafted before yeah, this happened. Okay, so I, do I drop him? Yes, you do. If you if you have if you have a conscience, do you really want to spend one minute rooting for a no, not man? at all. But now you're telling me I have no conscience, so I'm That's short. What, I have no conscience. Look, it's bad enough like if you're an Eagles or a Giants fan and you take a cowboy and then have to root for them, but this is just a bad dude. I don't like it at all. So why not just drop him? Is it really worth it? Well, I don't. You, how how much is your fantasy league? How much did you have to put in for it? Uh, enough that I wouldn't generally want to drop him. Not that I make the money. See but. that? See, but you just can't. I'm, I'm not happy about it. Let me ask you though: Do you think they put him on the commissioner exemplar? We got somebody with a Patriots jersey on here. They obviously what, didn't. What do you think, Antonio Brown? What happens? Commissioner is exemplar at some point? No. You think he plays the season? So the crowd here believes that. Oh, so it's because Bill Belichick sets so. <laughs> up. Apparently, the Patriots did not know that this was going on, but Brown's been negotiating the settlement with them since April. So he's known for a really long time. That wait, he was, wait, wait. And Drew Rosenhaus basically acknowledged that he knew about it. They all knew about it. Well, the, the, deadline you know was, what? the deadline for a settlement was Sunday night for him to decide whether he wanted to pay in order to settle. How do they not tell him? Well, look, if, if I am... I think it's the, a critical fact. I'm the team. I'm really not happy in terms of the guarantees of what I have to pay, but that's where things are. Anything else surprise you from the early games? Anything going on in the late games? Chiefs are up 14-10 right now. Yeah. Um, Patriots did run up the score 43-0. Niners, another huge win, 41-17. Um, and the, nobody watched it. Jacoby Prezet, another win for the Colts, trying to make the Colts fans forget about Andrew Luck. Think what, do you, have any what, luck? Do you, what do you mean another? That was their first win in the season. 
That's right. Yeah. I'm not good at this. All right. Hey, so don't, don't, don't jump on the Jacoby Brissett bandwagon yet. And, uh, and by the way, who did they play? Yeah, I get that. Who did they, they play? Played, they played the Titans. Okay. Who won last week? Yes. And what did I say last week? Who played the Titans last week? Oh, the Browns. Yeah. See, so oh, you're under anti-Browns that, kick no, already. It's, actually, it's technically my anti-Titans kick. Uh, ben Roethlisberger knocked out of the game for the Steelers. Elbow. Elbow. Kind of yeah. sucks for them that they traded their backup quarterback this week. <laughs> but they have Mason Rudolph. He actually played well. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes you feel good if you're quarterback. What, what are you saying? Landy, Landry Jones was going to be the answer? Then again, the Giants problem? fans have Eli Manning as their starting quarterback. And so. apparently he's the backup, too, because they, they drafted Daniel Jones, and apparently he's not playing. Yeah, they got nothing going on uh, there. Jeff, why don't you read through some of the scores real fast while I try to get our guest on the line, and uh, we'll talk a little Eagles to get things started. All right. So in the early games, you have the Detroit Lions with a win 13-10 over the L.A. Chargers, or San Diego Chargers, as I still refer to them. You have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, laying an egg against San Francisco in a 41-17 loss. You have the Green Bay Packers with a five-point victory over the Minnesota Vikings. It's Green Bay's now 2-0, Vikings 1-1. You have the, one of the least exciting games of the day, Houston, 13-12 victory. It sounds like a Phillies game. You have the New England 43-0 over Miami. Miami is now 0-2 to nobody's surprise. You have the Giants stinking it up, 28-14 over the Buffalo Bills, who are now 2-0. and And I think mainly because Pittsburgh lost its quarterback and a running back, they lost by two points, 28-26 over Seattle. And the Indianapolis Colts now 1-1 with a 19-17 victory over Tennessee. Once I get the Bluetooth to pick up, we'll actually get uh, Evan Macy on the phone. Jeff, you're... Well, in the meantime, I was going to give you the last score, but I hate saying it anyway, which is the, the, the Cowboys won again over Washington and it uh, 31 21 and Dak Prescott had himself a game. He actually looked like he was worth the money um, that he thinks he's entitled to. He's 26 for 30. He only had four incomplete passes, three touchdowns, 269 yards, one interception, and the only thing that Jason cares about 32 fantasy points. That, that is all I care about how things are in fantasy sports, how it impacts my team. I think he did well. And meanwhile, the phone's ringing. Well, we're calling Evan real fast. Is this the bad phone? I'm right here. You guys got me? Evan, are you there? Yes, sir. Evan Macy on the line from Philly Voice. Jeff, we have Evan here this week. Hey, Evan. Evan. You ready for tonight? You ready for tonight? Yeah. I'm still trying to get over the most beautiful golf day of the year today. So thank God for a late Eagles game. Well, I was going to say, when you say get over, does that mean that you played this morning? Oh, yeah. Right and early, trying to get everything in one day. Then tell us, how did you play? Not bad, not bad. A little better than average. Shot an 88, which is a little, little lower than normal for me. But that's a lot better fine. than average for me. <laughs> so Evan, you guys have Jimmy Kemsky. You've got your whole team out there ready to cover the game. What's the standpoint of Philly Voice looking at going into the game tonight? What should we expect from you guys? Uh, from our coverage, you mean? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we're going to have uh, our live tracker where you can kind of follow all the beat writers and all of the NFL experts to give their uh, expert opinions, their take. Somebody gets hurt, you can get all the news there. We post that every week at uh, live uh, live open thread and, and Twitter tracker. Uh, at halftime, Kyle Newbeck, who's known for his uh, Sixers game, he also does some Eagle stuff for us. He's always got a nice quirky take at halftime. He'll tell you uh, the things you need to know at the half. Uh, and 
and then of course Jimmy Kempsey 10 award uh, award winning 10 awards I just made that up I thought it sounded good uh, at the end of the game that that story I'll tell you people anticipate Jimmy's uh, 10 awards so much that they'll they'll go to his uh, Jimmy Kempsey landing page on phillyvoice.com and they'll sit there and hit refresh until his awards come up alright so I'm going to ask you the most important question about being down at a Falcons game have you noticed the free refills he's not down there he's in Philly oh you're not down there Mike Gregor later. I'm man in the ship I'm man in the ship Jimmy is down there uh, and he's probably been at the stadium for three hours already he likes to get there bright and early I can uh, I can re- relay all your questions to him. Well, that, it's an important one because I've been to that stadium. It's actually a really cool stadium, but it's amazing to me that they have free refills for the soda. Jeff means go, a lot of... Jeff goes places for food and drink. He's easily entertained. <laughs> it's, it's really... Don't for, they have... Is that the stadium that has Chick-fil-A? But yes. Yeah, but it's not, but it's not open on, on Sunday. Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great decision for a stadium. It's very good. It's, you know, if, look, we, we got our marketing guru and Jason here. I'm sure, Jason, that would be his recommendation to have to spend millions of dollars in a stadium and not have your product available. It, it is slightly difficult to do a business when it's not open the one day that all the games are in the stadium. <laughs> Maybe they do enough business on the one Thursday night game a year to justify it. You don't know. That's a lot of chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right, yeah. Evan, let's get into it a little bit. The Eagles are 3-0 in their last three games against the Falcons dating back to 2006. Uh, to me, this, this game's going to be decided on the Falcons' offensive line, whether it can hold up the Eagles' defensive line. Uh, how they can get some pressure on Matt Ryan, make him uncomfortable. What's your thoughts going into tonight about the big keys that we are looking at? Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest keys to the game, mostly because we didn't really see much out of the pass rush in the opener. They maybe came alive a little bit at the end, but Case Keenum looked very, very comfortable back there. And the offensive line for the Redskins is really not much better than the offensive line for the Falcons. So they're going to really need to step it up. Uh, over on the right side, looking at Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, that that side, that's where I'm going to be looking. And if they're able to get some penetration and get to Matt Ryan early, I think it's going to be a big day for the and if not, then there are going to be some questions at the end of everything. All right. Well, Evan, I have to ask the question. And my question is prefaced because Jason sucked me into back into the <laughs> fantasy world of his. So not like not his regular fantasy world. I'm talking about fantasy football. So I have I have Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. What's the likelihood they're going to have good games tonight? I think Carson Wentz is probably one of those start-every-week quarterbacks. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's, he's going to throw you know, at least two or three touchdown passes tonight. Uh, from everything that I've read, from everything that I have analyzed, everybody, I mean, the over-under, I think it's 52.5, which is one of the higher ones this week. It's being, everyone's expecting it to kind of be a shootout tonight. And from that standpoint, both of those guys are good starts, I would say for sure. Not to mention the value at tight end, there's really not too many other great tight ends that you want to start in, in, uh, week in and week out than Earth. So definitely go with those two. Well, the Falcons' defense doesn't look impressive, at least after week one. The question is, is what are the, what's their linebacking core like? The Falcons' linebacking yeah. core? 
Well, I mean, that's a great transition because I wanted to talk about the Eagles' run game, and that ties right into it. There you go. I, I think that this is, this is – there you go. I think this is the Miles Sanders uh, welcome to Philadelphia game. I think that he oh, had no. that touchdown that was called back on holding in the last game. And uh, I think that running back rotation, maybe a little bit less Darren Sproles and a little bit more Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. And I think, you know, the Eagles' offensive line on the other end of things, one of the better units in the league, they did a great job protecting Carson Wentz last week. I think they're, they're going to be able to really control things at the line of scrimmage. And if the Eagles can get that passing game, or the running game going, pardon me, uh, then it should get Carson Wentz those opportunities to get those big numbers. Evan, you just stepped into an ongoing debate that Jeff and I have over the running back rotation. I have thought, and you can tell me what your reporters are seeing down there, that despite the fact that they brought in Jordan Howard as their big offseason move and they brought back Darren Sproles, that this team looks at Miles Sanders as their next potential star at running back, and they want to put him in a position where he gets as many touches as possible. What are you guys seeing down there? And then I'll let Jeff come back about why he wants more Jordan Howard out there, which I do too, but it just doesn't seem where the Eagles are coming from right now. It's really, I mean, I've, I've covered the Eagles since 2013 as a professional journalist, and in not one of those seasons have I understood the running back rotation. Ever since they traded J.D. McCoy away, they've gone with the hot hand strategy, rotational. They said that every running back can do every single play in the playbook. I've never really understood who goes in when and, and why. There just really doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. I mean, there were several plays against the Redskins where Jordan Howard busting it up the middle for three yards would have been preferable to them giving an outside handoff, a delayed handoff, or a toss to Darren Sproles, and they didn't. Uh, out of the passing game, you know, they should be running screen passes with Miles Sanders. That's something I hope that they can exploit tonight, you know, against the Falcons who are not good against the screen. I, I have absolutely no idea why uh, running back coach Duke Daly does what he does, and he, you know, Jordan Howard had like one touch in the first half. Why? I, I don't understand at all. I'm totally with I'm with you guys on that. I, I don't get it. So going into the game, that's where Jeff was. He wanted more Jordan Howard, and I thought it would be more Miles Sanders. And I was at the game, and I saw the same thing you did. Every time Jordan Howard touched the ball, he picked up chunk yardage. He was running the ball well. And then I kept turning to the person I'm sitting at the game with going, why is Jordan Howard on the sideline? Why isn't he in the game? I, I'm just not 100% sure where they're going. Jeff, I know you've got your take on that. Well, I'm, I'm lost on it. I mean, the guy had 3,400 yards in his first three years in the NFL. He can catch a ball. He, they obviously traded for him because they think he's there. Why would you put it, why would you stack it all on a, run, a rookie running back? If you want to ease him in, I get it. I don't understand why they're, they're jumping to Miles Sanders is the guy as opposed to letting Jordan Howard do it and Miles Sanders just develop over time. I think the whole thing is that the Eagles don't want to have a, a guy. I mean, part of what they do in the run game is they try to give different looks so that the defense can't really adjust. I kind of get that. I kind of get how you have Darren Sproles in there for a handful of plays, and then Jordan Howard comes in, and it's completely different. Uh, and I understand, you know, the same thing. When, when Sanders comes in, you have to watch the, the short pass. I mean, I get it from that standpoint. It gives different matchups and different looks. But at the same time, you know, they just kind 
kind of don't give a guy enough time to get a rhythm going. You know, they're getting eight carries in a game, and that's not enough. And, you know, the hope is that they can have the ball for long enough that they can get all those guys carries, even though I'm kind of uh, under the thought that they should give, you know, 15 to 20 per running back and try to own the ground game and let Darren Sproles to six to return. For some reason, this feels like the kind of game that Doug goes, forget the fact that everybody thinks they're going to run. Forget the fact that the Falcons defense allowed five runs of 17 or more yards in the first half last week. Forget all of those things. He's going to come out and throw the ball on Sunday night. Am I wrong? <laughs> There's like no uh, chance you know, to run. <laughs> there's one of one pass that we didn't talk about yet, and that's the Falcons passing game against the Eagles secondary. And the reason I bring that up is there's a chance that they don't have the opportunity to establish the run if, if the Falcons are able to get on the board early, going deep, getting Julio involved. So, And Julio's owned the Eagles, by the way, the last couple times they've played. So I think that it kind of depends on what their defense does on how they're able to run the ball. Because we've both seen, all of us have seen, Doug Peterson just forget about running it uh, in certain situations when he's pressing, when he's down, or just sometimes with no explanation he'll forget to run, and that could happen at any time. So we're one one game into the season. However, what did you see about how the offense was different or what the Eagles did differently just because they now have uh, Jackson back? The first thing is just the way that Carson Wentz looked under center. Uh, every, it, it didn't look like he made a single throw that was like a risky, uh, low-reward throw. He made really, really smart decisions with the football, the most I've seen since he played. He also got rid of the ball quickly, and he didn't put himself in positions to take hits or to you know get any unnecessary damage done to his already beat-up bruised body. So I was really impressed with the way that Carson Wentz was playing quarterback. And and then, obviously, the way that he's able to use Jackson, I mean, they both have a lot of chemistry. They were hooking up day and day and day in, uh, in training camp. We all saw it down there, and it was really nice to see it in a game. And it just gives defenses so many different things that they have to worry about that Wentz has the ability to, if he has, if he keeps using the vision that he has the way that he has, did in week one, there should be you know players open all over the place in, in, in varying different looks. Uh, with, you know, sometimes you can look for the deep ball. Sometimes you have that middle route with Aguilar or Earth. You also have a guy who can spread the field in, in, um, in sorry, Alshon Jeffrey and Alshon Jeffrey Jr. and J.J. Arcega Whiteside. <laughs> and then you also, if we're, yeah, and then we'll call Dallas Goddard, uh, uh, Zach Earth Jr. They just have so many different guys that defenses have to match up with, and defenses aren't deep enough to have their, you know, their third linebacker or their fourth cornerback be able to cover some of these guys. So the matches, if Wentz can see them at the line of scrimmage, he's going to be able to tear defenses apart. All right. I have to interrupt this Eagles discussion. What happened? For, for the latest, which is Pat Mahomes in the second quarter is 18 for 26, 330, 13 yards, four touchdowns. Through the second quarter? What would he do with all of the Eagles' weapons? And Tyreek Hill's out there. Because I don't, I don't even think that the Chiefs have that many weapons. Jeff just upset that he doesn't have Pat Mahomes on his fantasy team. That's really all that comment was about, Evan. Don't worry about it. Uh, I was following fantasy, and I saw that uh, Nicole Hardiman caught a 42-yard touchdown pass, and I immediately looked up to see if he was on the waiver wire. <laughs> Those are the worst. Was he? He was definitely on the waiver wire. Somebody owned him. 
him. Somebody owned him. I couldn't believe it. That's amazing. The funny thing is, Jeff and I had somebody on talking the rise of Daily Fantasy, and uh, in the background at the event we're at here, they have the Rams-Saints game, and in the background shot of the players, you can see on the field boards, the stats for the fantasy players showing across in stadium. Yeah, last week I was down at the Eagles game. They show fantasy stats all in stadium so that you can know what's going on at all times. Yeah, but it's the Coliseum. That thing is so old, I'm I'm surprised that they have anything electronic in there. They transported video boards in. Uh, I did want to ask you, I was concerned last week. uh, The Eagles secondary got beat a couple times. Not sure what they ended up seeing on film there. At the same time, they lost Malik Jackson late in the game. Huge loss there. What are your thoughts on the pressure this team's going to be able to get this week and on if those defensive backs and that secondary is going to hold up against Atlanta's wideouts? Well, we'll start with the D-line first. And, of course, they have Tim Jernigan, who was really hurt last He was hurt last year. I think he only played in a handful of games. So he's able to kind of step in. He's more of a run stuffer than a, than a pass rusher uh, than Malik Jackson was. But at least they have kind of a starter caliber guy to step in. The depth isn't the way you'd want it to be, but they might be rotating some of those defensive ends in for a little bit more action. Um, it, you know, the pressure last week didn't impress me. And like I said at the top of this interview, that's the number one thing I'm going to be looking for. Uh, as far as the secondary goes, it's the same unit. I don't know. It's the same unit that, that the Eagles have had the last three years with a lot of different injury issues that were rotated in. And even in their Super Bowl campaign, the secondary didn't really impress me that much. It was kind of just a – it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't a strength, but it wasn't bad. And that's kind of the best thing you can say about the secondary over the last three seasons. It's the same guy. I mean, they might be mark- making marginal improvements, but, I mean, everybody knows about Razul Douglas's issues. Everybody knows, you know, about Sidney Jones and tackling. It's just the same secondary, and it's kind of a hurdle that they have to overcome. It's almost like how much more time can you wait for the secondary to become as good as people say they're going to become? It's been three years, and I don't see it. Well, let's start with Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones came out. Um, everybody thought that he was going to be a star. I did. Uh, I, I know you did. Uh, we even had a doctor on that told you you might be wrong. Crush my dream. Uh, <laughs> is there a chance that Sidney Jones can turn into a star? I mean, I mean, there's always a chance, but it, does it look like the potential is still there, or is Sidney Jones what he looks like? I mean, he was a, uh, he was a second-round pick that probably would have been a first-round pick if he was healthy, and he I think he was 21 his rookie year, which he didn't really play. He's still 23 years old. He's still kind of learning, and it's a really good locker room to learn from with Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod in there. Uh, Jalen Mills being out kind of hurts because he was, I mean, I mean, he's like 24 or 25 too, but he was kind of the veteran guy in there, and and they're kind of keeping around, you know, the Avante Maddox types who are guys who are, you know, NFL journeymen who kind of broke out last year. There's no nobody with a proven track record. I guess when it comes to Sidney Jones, he's got all the raw talent, um, but he just hasn't really shown yet in a game, you know, that he can be that lockdown corner. Uh, I think they're all NFL cornerbacks. It's just, you know, a lot of them would be better served as a second or a third corner on a team, and instead they're all kind of sharing the number one cornerback role because they don't have one. All right, what are your thoughts tonight? Uh, what are you guys predicting in the paper and uh, or in the online, and what do you think we'll see as the headline tomorrow following tonight's game? 
that's a well a well worded question. The headline tomorrow. Uh, I think that the Eagles defense is is going to do enough to to handle the Falcons high powered high powered offense. I say about a team that scored 12 points last year last week in garbage time. Um, I don't know. It's just the, the Falcons. I think are still overrated. I think it's the exact same team they've trotted out for two years. And, you know, blowing that Super Bowl big time. And I think that it's going to be one of those teams that is going to slowly, not slowly, I think they're going to this season as it progresses, the Falcons are kind of going to kind of drop to the bottom of things. I think that this is a game that the Eagles really can take advantage of to get some momentum. They've been really, really good in primetime games. Uh, I think the headline is just that all, all three facets of the game are going to be impressive. I think they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to uh, win by double digits. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun one. I think I predicted in the in our paper 31 to 17 final score, so I'm going to go with that. I said paper. Listen to me. Look I'm at a you. newspaper guy. What's a paper? On our website, 31-17, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to go with. Well, where can people find it if they want to follow along online and on Twitter? Where can they catch you guys? Of course, uh, phillyvoice.com and at phillyvoice, and I'm at Evan underscore Macy, and don't forget at Jimmy Kempsky. You're probably following him already. He's got like a bazillion Twitter followers. Well, Evan, before you go, I do have to ask you a question. It's been a running discussion with Jason and I. So, be honest. Will you be watching the Tennessee-Jacksonville Thursday night game next week? Jeff is anti-Thursday night football, but I believe he contributes to the problem because he bitches about it and then watches. So I do not. The, <laughs> the, the NFL does a really good job when they put the worst matchup in these primetime games because nobody would be watching them at 1 o'clock and everybody watches them in primetime. It's, so it's one of those games. I don't know what's going to be on on Thursday, but I like to have a secondary TV show because I hate commercials, and Thursday Night Football is my backup show. So whatever is my primary, I'll be switching to the Thursday night game. So I guess that's kind of a half, a half answer. You have Netflix? <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that you can. We'll send you an email with stuff that you can watch instead of Tennessee <laughs> versus <sounds> Jacksonville. <laughs> Evan, uh, we'll enjoy following you during the game. Appreciate you joining us and uh, catch all the, the reports and everything throughout the week. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. So in the meantime, yes. there might be one more fan at the Eagles game next week when they're at home versus the Lions. Yeah? Who? Mike you? Trout. Oh, yeah, he hurt he had, himself. He had season-ending foot, foot surgery today. So uh, maybe he'll be able to get out of, mercifully get out of having to stay in California for those games, and he'll be at the game next Sunday, maybe. Yeah, that's, not, that's not good for him at all. Uh, 6-3 at the half, L.A. against the By the way, did you see that coming? Saints. Anybody who took the over in that game is not <laughs> having a good day. Um, Jeff, uh, did well, you? That's what happens when Drew, Drew Brees gets hurt. Did you open your Delhi Fantasy or DraftKings app to, to place a little wager? No. no. I thought maybe you were inspired on Friday. I've already no, got you doing so, fantasy. So, so let me, I've got you living out every vice that me, I've given up I know. Right let, now. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me confess. The only reason that I, that I was able to show you that I have the FanDuel app is because I was looking for a way for the Kentucky Derby to, to bet on the Kentucky Derby. And the only way I could do it was, to, I thought, to put it on FanDuel, which then redirected me to some other thing. <laughs> and I was just too lazy to delete it. That That's it. So the, I'm not, it's an illusion what I saw. It, it exists, but Correct. it doesn't exist. There. I did, now I was in Atlantic City this morning and did walk by and enjoy stopping and watching the sports book because it's just, you know. Tell me what you saw there while I worked to get Mike Greger on the line for us. 
what'd you see down at the sports book down there? It's just a lot of fun. I mean, when I when I walked by, it was 7 a.m. Um, but it, how, it how is many amazing. people were there? The, there were there, a decent number there of, people of people there, there already placing their bets. Now the rest of the casino, there really wasn't anybody there. Um, I just think once Labor Day hits. Hello. Uh, hey. Uh, we got a phone call. All right, I'm, I'm Jeff. I'm gonna stop you talking there, right there. Mike, how you doing? I am good. How are you? Good. We got Mike Gregor on the line. Mike is down from the heavy.com, down at Atlanta, out there tailgating before the game. Uh, what are you seeing down there in Atlanta? Um, it's crazy. There's, it's a home game, pretty much. I'd, I'd put it at like. For the Falcons or at Eagles? Least Eagles. It's like, I would say like 40% Eagles fans right now. That's going to be a loud stadium for the Eagles then if that's the case. Um, you've been there all weekend. What's the sense of the Falcons team down there from what you're hearing from people there? Um, they don't, I don't think they care that much about football down here. Like they're not, they're not that into it. The biggest thing was when Drew Brees went down in this game and everyone's like, all right, the path is open now for the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl. So is that, is there a lot of talk of the other games? We've seen a lot of injuries today. Roethlisberger's down. Drew Brees went down. Uh, Aaron Donald went out and back in for the Rams now. To talk more on the other games that are going on in the league rather than what their team's doing, because if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm already unhappy with what I saw. You've got new coaches, you've got new players, and they just don't look like they're anywhere close. We'll see what they come out with tonight. Uh, 100%. There's a Falcons group in the corner of the bar. We're, we're like literally like five feet from the stadium. And there's a guy with a Julio Jones jersey in the corner of the bar. There's three people with Rams jerseys on. So there's more Rams fans here than Falcons fans. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the Atlanta fan base. Jeff wants to give you some soft drink tips for while you're in the stadium. Jeff, go ahead. Give him some suggestions. So if you have not been in the stadium yet, the greatest thing about the stadium has nothing to do with the actual sporting events. It's, it's the fact that the hot dogs are cheap, although you can't get a Chick-fil-A sandwich today. Um, and that the soda is refills, free refills. free refills, that you fill up yourself. Yeah, no, we're not ordering. We're at a restaurant, but we're not ordering because we know the hot dogs are $1.50 at the stadium. <laughs> now, see, that's good research. You're, you're doing planning. Now, you're down there for a bachelor party. Is that a bunch of Eagles fans in a group going in to see the game? We have 13 Eagles fans. We all have a variety, variety of jerseys on, from Fletcher Cox to Brian Dawkins to I have a Jerome Brown jersey on right now. Look at that. I got my wow. Cunningham jersey on here. All right, I'll, uh, I'll get your thoughts on this Eagles team. Uh, obviously, we, we made our predictions last week. The game sort of went the way we thought we all thought it would against the Redskins when you were on the show with us. What, what did you see when you were on, watching the game last week? And what do you expect to see this week against this Falcons team? from the Eagles. Uh, what do I expect to see? I, I, I really think they need to run the ball. I think Doug's going to run the ball today. I think it's going to be a lot of Jordan Howard, a lot of Miles Sanders. And I actually, if, if I'm betting the game, I'm taking the under. I, it, I The over is 52 right now, I, last I saw. These teams have played tight games. I think they just want to run the ball, play some defense, and, and get out of here with a win. 
That's totally the the line of what people are saying, though, because we've heard a bunch of different people pick, and it's like 31-17 and, and things like that. And when you when you hear sort of what people think the score will be of the game, it's in that ballpark. Um, what do you think is going to be the difference tonight for this team? You think they're going to give it to the ball, give them the ball to run? I, I said this is the kind of game where everything says they should run. The, the Falcons' defense was terrible last week on the run, giving up big chunk plays. Um, but Doug seems to, in, in when the lights go on, like to get pass happy sometimes. And I wonder I just, where he got that I just from. feel like he's going to take his shiny new toys out for a test drive tonight rather than just run the ball down their throats. Am I, am I, are you going to allay me of these fears, Mike? I, I, I will. I, don't, I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to force a fumble on the first drive to oh. get the ball. And then, yeah, I think we're going to see like Malcolm Jenkins make a hit, get a fumble. We'll get the ball. Wow, that's specific. Devontae fumbles very often. He doesn't protect the football. So I think they come out and make a play, and then they, I think they do commit to the run. That would be wonderful to see. With who? Yeah, that's okay. So that's Jeff's question because we talked about this when you were in studio last week. Um, it's not that I'm not a Jordan Howard guy. It's that you and I have both seen what it seems like the Eagles see that they like Miles Sanders. But at the same time, being down there last week at that game, Jordan Howard, every time he touched the ball, was, was getting chunk plays of 5, 10, 15 yards there. They just weren't giving him yeah. the ball that much. Every time I looked up, he's standing on the sideline next to and I'm going, what are they doing with this running back rotation? So Jess got the right question. Who are they going to run the ball with tonight? Yeah. yeah, he was averaging, what, seven yards a carry last week. Even O.J. Simpson came out on Twitter and was like, you got to give this guy the ball. Well, if OJ I think they're giving the ball. Who? <laughs> Jeff, do you, Jeff, do you follow O.J. on Twitter? <laughs> no, I do not, Joe. <laughs> Gives out fantasy picks, too. Maybe you can my, get some my, advice. My limit yeah. on, on uh, who I'm going to follow as part of, of this profession stops before OJ. So do we do we end up seeing Jordan Howard get a a night that he deserves in terms of carrying the rock and really running it down their throat or are we going to see them try and get fancy with their new toys and you know throw screens out to Darren Sproles or try and have Miles Sanders run it off tackle like they were doing again last week. I mean, I think Doug, Doug's been consistent over the years. You're just riding the hot hand. But I, oh, I'm losing you. For rhythm early in the game, I think they'll, they'll keep giving it to him. All right. Mike, we're losing you a little bit. So I think gonna... they'll keep giving it to him. If, if... I think he's running in to get that soda. Yeah, Mike, we're going to let you run in and get some soda. We'll... All right. Well, you, I think we need an eagle chant, though, right? Yeah, give us an eagle chant there. Get a temperature. Can we get an eagle chant, guys? Ready? All right, go be loud in Atlanta. We'll, we'll talk to you There's during the There's a lot of Eagles fans down there. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Go be loud. Have a good time there. All right, bye. See, Jeff, that's why I have people it, on the it, show, so that you don't have to do an Eagles chant for Yeah, me. but that wasn't that wasn't an Eagles chant. It was kind of like an E and a break, and then a G, and then a break, and then an E. Well, maybe you so should get kind of a better a phone system then. <laughs> by, by the way, so my big question is... Since we're doing it here, yes. we don't have our, our regular um, board op guy. Yeah. Um, 
I was very impressed that you pronounced Mike's first name correctly. I got it right. It, that was um, good work. I, I was able to get Evan correct as well. What, Nancy, that's two syllables. I, you really, you I, rock. I do like getting feels from different people in yeah. terms of what they're seeing, what they think. Um, I'm not surprised to hear from Mike that there's going to be a large Eagles contingent there in that stadium tonight. Uh, Atlanta. Well, it's, it's an easy trip. And Atlanta's fan I, I mean, base is generally apathetic about sports in general. And right. So well, it, they, they have the same problem. They're with all, all Braves their, fans it, right now because well, they're winning. No, they're not. The Braves aren't selling out. The problem is, is Atlanta is a transplant city. It, it's actually a really nice city, but it's a transplant city. So people are from other places like, like Miami. So they don't have a large contingent of fans, which leaves a lot of seats open for e people like Eagles fans. You'll, you'll like the Bleacher Report uh, alert that I just got. The headline, Refs Screw Saints Again. <laughs> Your thoughts, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. I How's do want to dive deep into some of these matchups. We've talked about it a little bit with the guys on the phone, but um, the Falcons' offensive line is uh, challenged, to say the least. <laughs> they Last season, they had the six I fewest... I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> they had the six fewest <laughs> rushing yards. Matt Ryan was sacked 42 times. Yeah. Uh, that's the eighth most among quarterbacks. They went out and spent their first three picks in 2019 on the offensive line. Yeah. Their 14th overall pick is now down with a broken foot, so they've had to shuffle the offensive line. They've got Jamin Brown, who made 38 starts in 50 career games played. So they've got him, who's going to now be at their left tackle, and they're shuffling everybody around. Alex Mack is back this week at center. Yeah. He's played well for them, but they just as an offensive line have not held up. How are they going to hold up against this Eagles defensive line tonight? They're not. At all? No. I mean, you just think that... So you have... You don't I think, think there's going to be, be no defense. Tonight. I think there's going to be no defense in this From team. either team? No. I, well, what do you think? The Eagles are going to be putting up a, a, a rough stop of, the, uh, of Matt Ryan and the gang? So you, I don't think so. You don't think that the defensive backs have any chance to, to stop this? Because... No, I don't it, think... I don't think it, I, the Eagles might actually get some pressure. The Falcons aren't even going to get pressure. In the past... I, mean, I, I thought it was impressive, you know, what, what Evan said is that by, by Deshaun Jackson being back, it's actually helping Carson Wentz. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So I mean, you just look at what he's doing in terms of taking the top off the defense. Right. The, the route options that they have now, if you looked at the breakdown of the film last week, they make the defensive backs make split-second decisions. The mm -hmm. safety has to decide whether to go deep and, and cover Jackson or cover, cover the shallow cross with Aguilar or, or um, you know, depending on Sean Jeffrey, whoever right. they have in the game this mm -hmm. week. So, but the problem is, on the other side, Julio Jones, they've given up yardage, but not touchdowns. He's gotten no more, no less than 101 yards yeah, in the last the, the, five hours. But the, but the one thing is, you're, you're saying what Julio Jones, and, and our guest also said Julio Jones kind of owns the Eagles. Who does Julio Jones not own? Well, that's I mean, the thing. His stats against every other team are just as good as his stats against the Eagles. But the question becomes, who else do they have there? In terms of, can Roddy White, can their other, other wide receivers do it? Can Freeman not fumble the ball because he's had fumble issues mm -hmm. for a team that's going to look and try and strip? By the, the way, ball. how much, how quick is there going to be an investigation if that actually happens on the first series? <laughs> oh, if there's a fumble and a turnover, and yeah, I, I think that uh, might, might have to be. Might have to be they'll see if Greg, they'll see if Gregor has any inside uh -huh. information there. Um, last week, in terms of the Falcons running the ball, D Dalvin Cook against them dominated them. Minnesota made them look silly. Mm -hmm. We have had this debate about the running backs repeatedly. And then I, Minnesota didn't play that well. 
this week. No, not at all. Right. And so that makes you wonder, what is Atlanta? And and first of all, they're different teams on they the road. Stink. They But they're different at home and on the road. They're a different team when they're in that dome in front of their fans. By the way, you know what the over-under is on this game, right? 52, 52 right? 52 and a half. Which is so not it's actually going up now. Because a lot of people are betting the Eagles. Right. The, the people who are betting the Eagles think that they're going to outscore Atlanta. Right. You're not, you're not taking Atlanta if you think that the Eagles are going to win the game. Mm-hmm. You think that Atlanta's going to hold the Eagles down and your team's going to score. Right. You're not going a huge number. So you're going to break out your app and place a, little, place a little bet. No, I'm not. Come on, 52 and a half. Easy pickings. Here's the deal. Pushing me to do it is just as bad as if you do it yourself. Well, my dad's here, so he's going to go back and tell my mom if I go and gamble. That just won't work well. So we can't have that. Right, so you're trying to push me to do it. Absolutely. I'm just such a bad influence. You are. I got you doing fantasy already. Uh How's your team doing over there? I'm not looking. Come on. Well, it doesn't matter because I have to just wait for the Eagles to play. All right. I'm down. Let's get back to it. Eagles wideouts. You're just making me feel bad about myself. (laughs) basically what you're calling it. Isn't that the story of our show? Uh I just make you feel bad Uh about yourself. Uh, Eagles wide receivers. Jackson obviously made a difference. Can you have too much of a good thing, though? You have a bunch of players that have Eagles. No. So they don't have to worry about Alshon Jeffrey feeling like he didn't get the ball enough last week. Because there was a little bit of that talk in the locker room. What? Uh, that that he was pouting because he didn't get the ball enough? Not pouting, but there's there's not enough food to go around all the time. And so these guys are going to have to be patient, and they're going to have, each of them are going to have big games. Uh-huh. You know, one week Deshaun's going to be the target in the right. game plan. Zach Ertz is going to be the target. The next week they're going to have a big running game plan in it, and the wide receivers are going to have to do more blocking. But no, is no, that no, something no, that no. you would worry no, about? No, there's never going to be a game where the wide receiver, where the wide receiver is going to be doing more blocking than balls being You have on. no faith in Doug committing to the run ever, no. do you? It, it, where did he learn from? I get that. Andy Reid. I get that. What makes you think? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm but just, I'm just telling you that they are never going to commit to the run game. It could be it could be 20 below zero, and they're still going to commit to passing the ball. Well, in the snow game, he committed to LaShawn. That made, that was great. Right. That was fun. Okay. How many years ago were you talking about? That was a while. LaShawn's been on two other teams since then. He almost came back. Did you start him today with Kansas City? I don't have him. Come on. You can get him no. on your team now. Let's, let's look at Matt Ryan. Since 2016 in three games against the Eagles, He's completed 54% of his passes, has a 73.1 pass rating. He's been sacked three times a game in five and a half drop yards per drop back. Mm-hmm. How is he going to hold up against the pressure of this team tonight? Now, given that Malik Jackson is out for the season, mm-hmm. they signed the player who was with You're the Dolphins answering the last question year. For me. No, I'm not I'm asking. just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I enjoy when you don't talk during the show. I have okay. more fun that way. Uh-huh. But... In terms of the defensive line, your concern has been the linebackers. Right. My concern has been the secondary. Well, but I also value linebackers more than most people. So I've, I've always valued it because I think that, that that sets the tone for what happens, first of all, when you get into the secondary, and then it sets the tone for passing. I just think having good athletic linebackers is critical. I know the NFL doesn't value them as much anymore, but I'll tell you, all you need to do is look at the, look at the Steelers and the number of linebackers, stud linebackers they've had over the years, which is now followed by Devin Bush coming in there, and he's already playing well. So I just think it's—I I just think good athletic linebackers cover up a lot of weaknesses. So Grugier Hill still out this week, recovering.
wondering how comfortable are you with the lineup that this team's going to put on the field this week? Defense? Yes. None. You're not. On, on a scale of, of 0 to 10, I'll give you a 2. All right. So how long until it's I'll third and... If you want, I will go... Bet just so you, I can. You, it'll make you feel good. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be that type of vice on you. That's not. But good. I will be at your door tonight, trying to collect if I lose. Over under though, <laughs> does Matt Ryan get three sacks tonight? It, that's been the average. Matt Ryan's the last not couple. playing defense. No, is he sacked three times tonight? <laughs> that's been the average. Because if they sack him yes. three times, they're in his face all night. Julio's not going to have the game that they want because he's not going to have the time to get. Yeah, there. but who's going to cover him? Julio. Yeah. That's the issue. The question is, does Matt Ryan have enough time? Last week, Carson Wentz threw the ball in 2.5 seconds. If he's throwing the ball in 2.5 seconds, nobody's getting him. Right. Matt Ryan was 3.5 seconds, mm -hmm. I think. 3.5 gives your defense time to get there. If they're in Matt Ryan's Yeah, but face, they played Minnesota last week. Who has a, has a defense? defense? Right. Well, the Eagles don't have a defense. So he's going to have more time to throw the do ball. Do the Eagles don't have a defense, or do you not like the defensive coordinator? Because you're no, not a Jim I, Schwartz guy. No, that's that's not true. No? No. How long until... I wasn't a Jim Schwartz guy when he was with the Lions head coach. How long stunk, until but. it's third and ten and Jim Schwartz plays that sticks defense all the way back to give them a nine-yard reception? That, and then, hope that, that, they that then they could run the ball and get a first down, and you're like, what the hell? You, you stopped them on the first two. You, you, can't, you can't do that because, as, as our guests pointed out beforehand, you don't exactly have strong tacklers in the secondary, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't play a defense where you're going to say, I'm going to give them a little room to catch the ball, and I'm going to stop them before the line, before the first down marker. It just doesn't work if you don't have good tacklers. Something we didn't talk about much this week, either on the big show or here yet, special teams. Uh, your confidence in Jake Elliott right now, who still can't make a short field goal regularly, but put him over 45 yards and he's money. He's a kicker. <laughs> he's a kicker. <laughs> Will Eagles fans be calling for Carly Lloyd? Uh, well, I, was like just gonna say, I was just going to say, if they haven't already, don't be surprised if Carly Look, Lloyd's in there next week. The Jets brought in a new kicker. What do you think? What do you think the reaction would be at Lincoln Financial Field if next week Carly Lloyd came out in an Eagles uniform and did the kickoff? Uh, well, that's not happening. No, I'm just I'm just curious. Live, she, live in my little I, fantasy world. I think for a it minute. would depend how she kicks. If she had a bad kickoff, they wouldn't be happy. They're you Eagles think she's going to have a bad kickoff? I don't think that she has practiced that part of her game. I actually think that that's one of the liabilities for her. No, that part of the game's of, the easy part. In terms of the fact that she has to be able to do both because you don't have specialists. So you don't have a kicker that comes in for field goals as much unless the punter on the team is also doing the kickoffs. So if Carly's going to have to do that, again, we asked Alexi Lawless about that the other day. I still think that the pressure is different than kicking a penalty in the World Cup as opposed to having people running at you while you kick it. I'm not saying you can't do it. They're not running at you when you're kicking. They, on a kickoff? No, when you're kicking a field goal. I think that's totally different uh, animal. I, I have no question in my mind about the mental makeup of Carly Lloyd. But that takes me back to the mental makeup of Jake Elliott. How do you feel about him have going about. into the game? <laughs> so you have more confidence that Carly Lloyd, who's never kicked a field goal in the NFL, would make it than you have Jake Elliott, who won no, I, no, no, I'm just talking about mental makeup. Okay. Jake Elliott, your confidence factor. Eh. Eh. 
40 and up? I mean, do, do you think that he's a premier kicker in the NFL? From no. 45 and up, yes. No. From, well, okay. From, well, from less than that, okay, no, so not then, at all. So then and what, his stats bear out. So is the answer then, if it's like third and long, to just take a sack so you can go back farther so Jake Elliott has a better chance of making well, a field Doug goal? Doug uses his analytics, and he goes he goes for it a lot on fourth uh, down, and you saw that last Do week. we really want to talk about analytics in this town, considering what's happened to the Phillies over the last three months? Analytics get a bad word, because bad name because of the yeah. people that use it. Right. The numbers aren't bad. It's the people that are implementing the numbers. The Eagles use analytics all the time, and they use it just fine. It's the Phillies who can't manage a lineup because they're too governed by the data as opposed to what they see every day on the field. That's a totally different answer. We watch teams all the time use numbers and statistics to put their teams in a better position. It's just that the Phillies have lived by this number, mm-hmm. and they can't get past it to actually do anything. Darren Sproles back re- returning punts. Uh, looked good to see Mighty Mouse back there again doing things last week. Your thoughts on the Eagles' return game that they have right there. Corey Clement was back returning kickoffs. Didn't really get one to, to return last week. I would much rather have Darren Sproles doing punts and kicks. Sure. All right, so in the audience, uh, some questions. Sunday night game tonight, are you uh, Sunday night go out, watch it at the bar, watch it with other people, raise your hands, or are you a I watch it at home by myself and yell at the TV type of person? All right, so we've got a bunch of people who just yell at the TV. Um, my father-in-law is here. Does that include when the TV's off or just when the game when the games are on? So in fairness, my father-in-law <laughs> saw a totally different side of me when we watched the Super Bowl together. Why? Well, we had a one-year-old that was a sound asleep upstairs, and my wife said that if I wake the baby, he was mine. Right. And therefore, I was jumping up and down like a lunatic with my mouth covered so nobody could hear me. Um, it's a good thing that we got married first because yeah. they may have had concerns about that. But now they're stuck with me, so you know we deal with that. Uh, I am a, I'm a, I need to be at home. Uh, I was at the game last week. Jeff and I talk about this a lot. I need commentary. I need, unless I'm giving my own. Do you really? I do, but I don't. Even if, even if it's Troy Aikman? I don't. I turn that off. I listen oh, okay. to Marilyn Mike. How many of you watch the game commentary that's on national TV? Like, tonight, I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. He drives me insane, so I cannot watch the NBC Why? broadcast. So, so I have a question about that, cause, cause because that, you know what that's like? I that's don't like happen, people say, hold on. That's I like people happen, saying that they don't like Nickelback, I, and I'm convinced that it's just It has be, nothing to yeah. do. I don't think that Chris Collinsworth is anti-Eagle. I'm just not a fan of him as a broadcaster. I just don't think he's How about very Jack good. Buck? I, I like him better. How about Joe Buck? <laughs> I like Joe Buck. I don't mind that, but it's the team. I, 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 I dated myself. <laughs> I, well, you always date yourself on the show. That's a regular thing that we uh-huh. do here. It's I don't like the way that he calls a game. Who? And I, I don't like the way the Sunday Collins night cr- the Sunday night crew. I'm just not okay. a fan of the way they call the game. Mm-hmm. It's not not my thing. So I'll listen to Marilyn Mike. Dan Fouts? He was fine. I like Marilyn Mike. Okay. I'm a Homer guy. I well, like, that's what. So you're saying like, you just want Homerism? I like the voices that I grew up with calling the games that I listen to I, for the team that was, you root for. It was like when we had Lou Nolan in studio, the, right. the Flyers PA announcer, yeah. and we're sitting next to him and he's talking into a mic, and I'm going, "Oh my God, I heard this guy when I was six years old." walking into the building to watch the Flyers fight the Rangers that time. And so those voices that I grew up with are the ones to me that I want to hear call. Yeah, but you didn't grow up with the national voices too? 
No. Really? I, no. The national voices were John Madden and like they were the national voices. Pat Summerall and John Madden oh, were right. the, you, you the national with game. I forgot. That you was grew, my generation. I so forgot. I, you grew up with different voices than I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Remind yourself. Including the ones See, in my head. <laughs> I didn't even make the joke about that and you stepped right in. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you like to listen to the game if you're in the room? Do you, do you listen to Marilyn Mike on the radio? Do you watch on TV? Do you mute it and just yell yourself? What do you do? Put Merrill on. Okay, so you just listen. You don't even. I, I sync it up. I have the. Yeah, I have the TV with the sound off, and then I have the radio. How do you do it? You watch the game that's on the TV. I just watch the game. I don't turn it on. That's, that's way too much work. I'm going to turn on the radio. First Jeff of all, Jeff Cohen, ladies and gentlemen. For, that's way too much work to turn on the radio and the TV together. You, you, we can't do that. Well, look. That's very hard. Tec- technology usually doesn't work. We got a whole broadcast board right. set up here as a remote. You can't turn on the TV with a remote and press the radio on. But I'm not announcing the game. Well, you're trying to listen to it. You're not betting well on it either, but you're doing that. I'm not betting, period. You're betting on the people. Oh, okay. You, right. you will be watching tonight's game as yeah. much because you're interested in the Eagles as you are because you really want Carson Wentz to put up a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, but that's your beat. fault. That is, that is strictly your fault. I got out of this. Again, we go through book titles of my life. If yeah. I were to write a book, that's your fault could be a title. That would work well. I, and betting, betting bar mitzvah money. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, there is a temple. Does it say football on your hat? Yeah. A temple fan there. They won yeah. yesterday. That was a huge win for the program. Are you a temple Huge guy win. Oh, we got no. a Maryland guy that, in the that house. That was a huge loss for you. That was a tough <laughs> loss for you guys. <laughs> We went down and did a pre... Oh, did you? So we went down last season. We interviewed Coach Collins and a bunch of the players. This season, we were down there with Coach Carey and a bunch of the players. So it's fun to, to see them put that offense in. So here, not at your expense or anything like that. But yeah. No, not at not all. Not at your personal expense. Right. Yeah. But, but, I, but I'll tell you about that. I know this is college football, but I am wearing two different college football things. Of course you are. Uh, um, at the, before the season started, everybody thought that Coach Collins was going to bring Georgia Tech up here. They lost to and, the Citadel. And, I know. And, and and annihilate Temple. Is there anybody that doesn't think Temple will be favored now over Georgia Tech? Actually, this is a year that I'm disappointed that Temple and Penn State won't play. This would be a good year to see those two teams play at the lake. Yeah, Penn State should have lost yesterday. To Penn. Well, that's your Michigan coming out. No, no. That's my pit coming out. Oh, that's your pit coming right. out, too. That's right. <laughs> no, Penn State played poorly yesterday. Rabbi Peltz, what are you, uh, in terms of your watching the game, uh, obviously you're not in the up on the beam of watching it. Where do you like to watch the game? The, the, oh, that's right. I'm At the big a, house. I'm Come asking on. a Michigan man right. about that. That's right. Uh, no, the Eagles game. Where? At the big house. Oh, we've got a Vikings fan. You've had a tough couple weeks then. This week wasn't so good. Uh, but you can give us a good preview for Atlanta then, because you saw it last week. You ran all over them. That's right. Atlanta looked pretty bad, so we covered the Eagles. 
Dalvin Cook lit them up last week. I'm hoping that the Eagles have a running back do that. Couldn't, couldn't the Eagles have drafted Dalvin Cook? They could. Didn't yeah. I want them? Weren't we no, on no. the air? No. Who was it that they drafted? They da- drafted Donald Pumphrey. Thank you. I know. And, and, and we were on the air. We with, were do you remember that? The, yes. And what did I How say? How could I forget that? You what remind me say? every single week That's right. that the Eagles drafted somebody who's almost taller than me. No, I, I, believe, I believe they said they drafted a third running back that if you put all of them on each other's shoulder, they might equal Carson Wentz. You are never going to let me hear the end of that draft pick, are you? Where, by the way, where is he now? He did not make the roster this season. <laughs> Surprisingly, he is also not on the practice squad. Uh-huh. Shockingly. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex, I would ask you to come up. Are you are you an Eagles guy, too? Or I know you're a Phillies fan. I would ask you how the Phillies played Still? today, but it didn't go well. It was great until they gave up that grand slam. You know it wasn't great, though, because Vargas was pitching. And any day that Vargas is pitching is... Hoskins look good. He's, he's looking a little better. Harper had the fancy yellow shoes on. Harper got thrown out in the third inning yeah. from the dugout. Because, okay, Jeff, I'll ask what? you again. Who comes to a baseball game to watch the umps? You threw out the $330 million superstar because you got be, called out be, for a ball fair, that was really a ball. To be fair, we've interviewed on air a lot of umps. Harper hasn't come on. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that they should still throw him out. I uh-huh. mean, if you paid money to go down there and see him today and they threw him out in the third inning, that's like the when they played in Atlanta that, and well, wait, Jeremiah so is, Trotter got ejected before the game started because he got into mean, it with like Reese. Does that mean that an ump should never throw out a player? I'm not saying an ump should never throw out a player. Okay. He shouldn't throw out the player if he was totally wrong on the third strike. It was so far out of the zone. Wait, so so once the umpire is wrong in your opinion, then it's okay for him to be accosted by? Well, I mean, like once like, I've wh- decided anything, it's okay. Right. I think we've established that. The, um, on the you, know, sh- you realize the umpire didn't think he was wrong. He didn't purposely call the the pitch the wrong way. Oh, speaking of thinking that they're wrong. Yeah. Are oh, we going to please see not replay? Replay. No, because it already happened today. There right? was a touchdown taken right. off the board for the on Saints. Off Right? pass interference. For the Saints, right? Again, I will ask you, because you think that I'm for this, Yeah. how controversial is this going to become? What, what did I tell you? I don't listen to you. What, what, did you I tell te- what did I tell you about instant replay? I don't want it, because they still don't get it right after the replay. But it's there now, so how controversial is this going to be? Get rid of it. They're not getting rid you of it. You can still They're get rid of it. They're not going backwards. All right. Except it. There's robot okay, umpires they, now. Robot they're, umpires. Yes, they're calling balls and strikes right. based on umpires that aren't even there behind the game. They have a little earpiece in there. Oh, ear. robot umpires. I, thought yes, you were, oh, you know I didn't this. know we went back to baseball. We go back and forth all, all the right. time. We talk yeah. about everything. You got to tell me. I'm slow. All right. Before we wrap it up, yeah. what, what are your thoughts for tonight? Everybody in the crowd, uh, people thinking there's an Eagles win tonight? What, what you got? Who's, who's concerned that Atlanta's going to win this tonight? All right. So we've got Ooh. an... Are you an Atlanta fan? You know, you're an Eagles fan. We got two. You're just concerned about it. Okay. You're concerned. Why are you concerned about it? Because he's an Eagles fan. Oh, okay. Well, you if you're rooting for Atlanta and you're not an Eagles fan, of course you're concerned. I don't, that doesn't quite fit into it. Anybody else concerned about what they're seeing going into the night with the Eagles? They played well last week in the second half. I'll tell you what, though. The first half, there were some restless people down at that stadium. If you looked up at the scoreboard at the end of the first quarter, I looked up at one point. Time possession was the Redskins 10 minutes, the Eagles 2 minutes in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden it turned around. So I would say that the Eagles need to get off to a fast start tonight. 
they can't play from behind Anybody again. Anybody who said that they weren't concerned about tonight is Isn't, not telling the truth. You because, because so if, you if, came if, to an event and called everybody a liar. Yes. Is that what happened? Be, be, fibbers. <laughs> fibbers. Be, be, <laughs> because if you're from Philadelphia, you're automatically groomed to feel that way. <laughs> to, to feel right? like it's not going to go I, well. I have, I have worked with you for three years. I've known you for, what, 15 or so. Too long. Uh, I could tell you the, the stress that you go through before every game. I do get slightly anxious. Oh, yeah. Before the Super Bowl, you were a real joy to be around. <laughs> like, how many times did I say you, going into that playoff run, enjoy the ride? The no, life, I didn't enjoy how, anything about many, it at all. How many times did I say to you, life is about the journey, I not about the conclusion, it. I right? enjoyed the conclusion much better than the journey. I was miserable during the journey. See? I was very uncomfortable for the journey. I did not enjoy it at all. But looking back, mm -hmm. I appreciated the journey because I enjoyed the conclusion. I just didn't enjoy it while that we were That does in not count. It doesn't count for the way that you want to tell the story. Because the conclusion is a very short period of time. You were miserable for the journey. True. You can't say that I now, now, I've now changed my mind about my misery over the period of time that was that season. No, I was miserable throughout it, but I changed my mind about whether it was worth it afterwards. What are your thoughts for the game tonight? Final score. Final score. 34 to 20. You upped your score. You were 31-17 on Friday. You're I was. Are you more confident it's been, now? It's been, no, it's been, it's been a long week. <laughs> you just forgot yeah. what you picked? But you totally set me up for that, didn't you? <laughs> I set you up for everything all the so time. So what? I added three points to the Eagles and what? I took and away? You, and you added three points to the Falcons. Oh, you I'm just, good with that. But what you did the was... The kicker's got a lot better since What you Friday. did was you took the game over. You took the game to a 54 score Ooh. as opposed to 52 and a half. The fact that you had that in your head scares me. Nah, my parents aren't wow. surprised by it anymore. I'm impressed uh, at your math skills. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, the only time I was better at math was when I was gambling because the classes didn't work out at all. The problem was... You didn't do well at math? Statistics? I did fine until calculus. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody does well at calculus. Just couldn't do it. I think the Eagles win tonight. Um, again, I, I, I'm where you were. I think 31-17. I, I think they cover. I think you, it's Where under. I was, not where I Where you now. were, not okay. where you are now. Um, we'll obviously have plenty to talk about after it. Thank you, everybody in the audience, for joining us this week. We hope you have a great night watching the game. Jeff, we'll do it again next week. They can catch us on the air every Friday from 4 to 5 on 610 ESPN, going back and forth, talking about it all. All I'm, all I'm asking Carson Wentz to do is consider me when he's throwing the ball. It's good for you to make okay. this all about yourself. Zaggers. Everybody have a great night. It's hot in here. My huh? ears are sweaty. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I've been in trial all week. I don't want to talk anymore. Like <laughs> no, not at all. Hate them. We don't really like each other either, you can tell. You guys not take commercial breaks? No. Huh? Normally we do. Normally we yeah. do like a minute break in between. We just uh, did it straight through good. this time. Because I was starting to rally up to people who would like sponsor the show if you needed a break. Oh, we would, we would oh, love more advertising. We would have. We always will take more advertising.